Hey friends, how you doing? This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Friday, February 8th. I've got a jam-packed show for you today. We're going to be talking a little bit about what's happening in the culture today. Normally, I have a guest on today, but there was so much happening in the news that I wanted to address it. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I hope you guys are enjoying February. I am. I have a lot on my on my mind today. A lot on my heart. Uh, normally, uh, I posted the other day on my on social media on Facebook over at my uh, Busy Mom official account, just a sort of evening devotion because I realized that I was getting in my spirit. I was sort of getting dragged down and weighed weighed down by all the things that are happening. And I felt like everything I saw that came at me and everything that you guys send me is negative. And so pretty soon I'm I'm sharing all this negative stuff. And then I realized, you know what? I need to take a step back and trust the Lord. Take a step back and say, Lord, none of this is taking you by surprise. None of it. And so today I'm going to give you some information so that you can be aware of what's happening. I'm going to give you some prayer points, things to pray about. And then I'm going to give you some ways that you can make a difference in the crisis that we're facing on several different levels in the culture today. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know that we have just begun a brand new study at MomStrong International. And uh, lots and lots of you are commenting on that, which is making me super happy. We are spending our time for the month of February talking about healthy love. And guess what? God defines it. God defines it. The Bible says that God himself is love. And so in the word of God, we're going to be talking about what it means to love God, what kind of love God has for us, what kind of love we're supposed to have for each other. And we're going to give you opportunities to study it, really study it uh, in the word of God so that you can talk about it with your children and talk about it on your social media pages and talk about it in your communities. We want you to be able to do that. So check it out, momstronginternational.com. It's just $2 a week. The study this month is pretty meaty. So you're going to want to set aside a little bit of time to do it. But I'm telling you what, you guys, a few minutes in the word of God every day, will change your life. It really will. It will give you the wisdom that you need. The Bible says in James that if any of us lacks wisdom, we should ask for it from God, who gives it generously and without reproach. And if ever we needed godly wisdom, the time is now. So I want to just encourage you uh, to check it out, momstronginternational.com. Join our growing community. We've got about 11,000 women over there right now doing the scripture writing challenge and a whole bunch of you doing the Bible study with us. We have a team of writers and we would appreciate your prayer over the ministry that is MomStrong International. By the way, you don't have to be a mother. Uh, the reason that we named it MomStrong International is because I have a passion to see mothers in particular, but adults in general, who love the Lord and know his word, teaching it to the next generation. So uh, that's what we're doing over there, MomStrongInternational.com. Also, and this is some happy news, my husband Jay and I have been invited to cruise with the the Florida Parent Home Educators Association, and so we are going to be doing that along with my friend Todd Wilson and his wife Debbie. That's coming up next January, and I want you guys to be able to come. It's just five forty four a person, five hundred and forty four dollars a person for an eight day cruise. That covers your uh, cruising for thousands of miles. It covers all of your food. It covers the workshops that we're going to be doing. 
the cruise is called Refresh. And we want you to be refreshed. We're giving you lots of lots of warning because we want you to put it on your calendars. But we only have 50 cabins reserved and we've reserved it at a very low price, which goes away at the end or near the end rather of March. So if you're interested in that and you want to come with your husband, you don't have to be a homeschooler. You don't have to be from Florida. We're opening this up to anyone who's interested. I think we're stopping at St. Martin and St. Kitt and we'll be stopping in, uh, in Puerto Rico. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful event happening in January. So check it out. I'll link back to that in the show notes today. All right. I want to tackle the issue of Drag Queen Story Hour here again on the podcast. I talked about it a while ago. I saw this phenomenon happening, uh, you know, sometime back. I wrote about it. I, I talked about it a little bit on my podcast, but it is reaching a fever pitch in the culture right now. And we have got to stand up against this. We've got to be, I want you to understand what's behind it. So I wrote an article and I'll link back to that in the show notes today called uh, Trans Activists Are Targeting Children in Public Libraries. I called it Innocence Lost Drag Queen Story Hour Targets Children at Public Libraries. Why Our Hijacked Libraries Are No Longer Safe Spaces for Children. As you can imagine, the uh, the response to this blog post was swift and severe, but I'm going to go out on a limb and talk about it on the podcast because parents, you need to understand what's happening. This is not innocent fun. This is not good for children. It's certainly not good for the culture. It's not appropriate for our publicly funded libraries to be hosting this kind of stuff. And so I'm going to ask you guys a question. What do drag queens and children have in common? The answer, of course, is nothing. But that's not stopping public libraries from across the United States from hosting Drag Queen Story Hour. The Drag Queen Story Hours organization has a stated goal, and this is what it is, the promotion of gender fluidity to children. And like it or not, your public library might soon be asking men in drag to talk to your children about homosexuality and make sure that your child knows that he or she can, quote, imagine a world where people can present as they wish, where dress up is real. Now, I'm just gonna let that sit right there. You guys, dress up isn't real, of course. And neither is gender fluidity. It's made up, just like a fairy tale, has no real science to back it up. But drag queens like Annie Christ, who performs lewd, sexually charged nightclub shows, was invited to read to children at the Lansdale Library in Pennsylvania, despite the pleas from concerned residents. Now, I'm here to tell you, I've been podcasting for a long time. This is episode number 725. Nothing has gotten my ire up quite like this. Because as a mother of seven and a grandmother, I will attest to the vulnerability of children. And what's happening with this uh, so-called story hour is that the drag queens are seeking to capitalize on that vulnerability. They're not there to read stories to your kids for fun. They're there to normalize a harmful lifestyle. What the Drag Queen Story Hour is asking you to do as an adult is more than just host an hour where gay men dressed as women are going to talk to your kids about sex, as if that's not bad enough. What they really want you to do is set aside your most basic instinct about life. They're hoping that we're going to stare blankly at each other, wonder how we got here, and then just get out of their way. I know this because I posted recently a warning to parents in my city of Vancouver, Washington, which is just the latest city to surrender its dignity to men in drag. I asked, why would we expose our children to topics of this nature? Why not bring in firefighters or scientists to read to them? The response, as you can imagine, was swift and severe. You're a hate-filled, ignorant woman. 
One reader screamed, you're the reason trans kids kill themselves, yelled another. No, I'm not the reason. The reason that this is happening is hidden in plain sight. Somewhere along the line, we have decided as a culture that love can exist apart from truth. It can't, of course, because real love requires truth. In fact, it demands it. And the truth is that men cannot turn into women. No matter how makeup, how much makeup they put on, no matter how many hormones they take, no matter how many surgeries they have, we are created in the image of God, male and female. When did people decide to stop telling the truth? Physicians, several of whom are my friends, are also afraid to speak out about transgenderism. And they have good reason. One doctor was recently quoted in a newspaper as saying, no one is free to dissent without being punished. Some punishments range from being passed over for promotions to demoted from chairmanship positions to suffering loss of research funding and being subject to severe harassment by peers and death threats from activists. Recently, a longtime public school teacher in Oregon told me that her peers were, quote, terrified of speaking out against transgenderism and gender dysphoria, even to other educators. Why? Because they're routinely bullied by transgendered or homosexual students or activists on their behalf who have been given unprecedented authority in the schools. Don't believe me? Ask a teacher. If you offer another view other than pro-trans to your student, you will likely face a lawsuit in our new tolerant society. And just in case you're curious, 30 years of excellence in teaching isn't going to help you when the ACLU comes for your job. No wonder the schools are in chaos. Listen up, mom and dad, because this is what I want you to hear. The transgender community does not want tolerance. They want total capitulation, total surrender. What teacher wants to lose his job to protect a child? What library employee is willing to get fired? When retirement is just a few years away, the answer, my friends, is very simple. It's very few. Fear is a powerful weapon. And the trans activists are wielding it masterfully. I want to just encourage you. If you're listening to this, it's time to get off the bench. It is a sad time to be a child in the United States. More and more children are at risk for a new phenomenon that has recently been labeled rapid onset gender dysphoria. And we're talking about young, impressionable children, many of whom may be struggling with social or emotional issues. These guys are easy targets for the trans community who promote transgenderism with its hormone blockers and its confirmation surgery as a soul satisfying solution to their pain. The trans community and those who are making millions on so-called confirmation surgeries want the rest of us just to shut up and give them unfettered access to our children. Let the drag queens come to the libraries, they say. It's about love, they tell us. While a generation of children become pawns in a push to validate the pseudoscience of gender fluidity. We're not hurting anyone. We're having fun. Well, you know what? This isn't innocent fun. It's the blatant targeting of children. Drag Queen Story Hour seeks to promote a dangerous and high-risk lifestyle. You guys, do a little bit of, of history on the drag queen movement. Find out what it actually took to become a drag queen. Inviting a drag queen to libraries is a disgusting thing to do in the name of education. 
These drag queens in our public libraries are actively pushing adult sexuality on innocent and vulnerable children. Five years ago, there would have been consensus. Five years ago, it had been all over the news. But now we're so afraid and we've been so inundated by this that no one will speak up. I don't understand. I've never seen anything like it. This is not harmless fun. It's deliberate activism and it should not be promoted with taxpayer dollars. Now the library is going to tell you, oh, friends of the library came in and they're funding this. Baloney. Baloney. If it's on public property, American Library Association, if it's on public property, then I don't want you using my tax dollars, which fund your public property, to promote transgenderism and homosexuality and adult sexual topics and gender fluidity to children. This is deliberate activism that should not be promoted with taxpayer dollars. See, here's the bottom line. The LGBT community is hoping that we're going to push our protective basic biological instincts aside and applaud as parents allow their drag kids to perform at gay clubs where grown men will watch them dance for money. That's actually happening. We used to call that child abuse, but now in our alternate reality, we're calling it progress. Science doesn't matter, facts don't matter, and outcomes don't matter either. And speaking of outcomes, the increasing number of stories that are surfacing from families of transgendered kids who have been permanently disfigured and emotionally devastated by the lie of of transgenderism, this should be a wake-up call. It should be. A few years from now, when these gender-fluid children have forfeited the ability to procreate, thereby shattering a beautiful dream that only their grown-up future minds could fathom, I wonder where the drag queens will be. Something tells me they're not going to stick around to pick up the pieces. If you're listening to this and your palms are sweaty and your heart's racing, then you're paying attention. This is serious. And we need to be talking about it. There's an article recently, and I'll link back to it in the show notes today, uh, at the Witherspoon Institute. They have a, a blog called The Public Discourse. And on January 31st of this year, they published an article called Casualties of a Social, Psychological, and Medical Fad, The Dangers of Transgender Ideology in Medicine. And basically what they're saying is there's no science to back this stuff up. If popular opinion is to be believed, living as if one were the opposite sex is simply a healthy variant on a spectrum rather than a mental disease in need of serious treatment. What transgender individuals need, the thinking goes, is not to be told that they are delusional and in need of psychotherapy. It's for society to embrace them and accept them as they are and for the medical and psychological professionals to help them transition to their true gender. This is a lie from the pit of hell. There is precious little evidence to support these claims, and yet there seems to be a determined campaign waged by activists and politicized medical officials to suppress or otherwise ignore any dissent on the matter, even within the medical and psychiatric professions. And we wonder why our schools are in chaos. Yesterday, uh, a friend of mine sent me an article that was published in my hometown of Portland, Oregon. Actually, it's a video, and I'll link back to that today so you can see these teachers who are finally getting the courage 
to stand up and say that the schools are absolutely in crisis. Absolutely in crisis. But we don't really want to talk about that because we don't know what the solution is. In the video, there are about seven teachers and they're saying that the students in their classrooms are uncontrollable that they're having to shut down their classrooms and clear them out at least one time a day. One of my very best friends is a teacher in the public school system, and she said it's absolute chaos. So the solution for the public schools isn't really, isn't one that anybody wants to talk about, but I'm going to say it anyway. Here you go. How about we start giving authority back to the teachers and hold students accountable, as in there are consequences when you force a teacher to empty a classroom. I lived in a healthy fear of upsetting my teachers. It's important for us to recognize what's actually driving. This is, these are heart issues. These are absolutely heart issues. When I was in school, uh, the teachers didn't mess around. We were suspended or expelled for behavior that was disrespectful. No exceptions. Guess what? It worked. And now we're afraid of being sued. And also, you know what? Parents need to back up the teachers instead of the students. The students have turned into bullies. I worked in the pediatric medical office for many years, and I can tell you this with 100% accuracy. Kids get away with what their parents defend. And in half the cases, the parents are worse than the kids. We need to start holding parents accountable. We need to stop teaching unproven science like gender fluidity and start addressing real issues single-family homes, family crisis, marriages in crisis. And we should be doing this in partnership with churches who are standing at the ready but have been kicked out of schools. I was criticized the other day for pulling my kids out of school. But I'm telling you what, you guys, the barn is on fire. I saw the handwriting on the wall years ago when we pulled our, our daughter out of a public school in Oregon. These are sad days for our school system, but it's largely a heart issue. And until we address it, things are only going to get worse. So I want to give you a couple of things that you can do. The first thing that you can do is send a letter. If this is coming, if the Drag Queen Story Hour, it's all over the nation, by the way. If you think it's not in your neck of the woods, it's coming. Send a letter to your, to your county and your city commissioners. Write to the library. Write to your newspapers. Let your voices be heard. And the obvious thing we need to be doing is praying. I want to end the podcast today by just reminding you, I know I've thrown a bunch of stuff out here today and I'm sorry. This isn't exactly my favorite topic. But can I just tell you, we're in trouble. And the, the trouble that we're in is because of a spiritual crisis that is reaching an absolutely unlivable level in Western civilization. And yet God isn't asleep. The Bible says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We need to stop living in a, in a, in a state of reactionary Christianity and instead of having our faith be an accessory to our life, have it be our life. God doesn't want to be an accessory to our life. And any time throughout history, if you read the history that's laid out for you in God's word, and actually, for goodness sake, just read regular history, every time we decide to kick God out of schools and walk away from what God says is right and good, uh, suffering is the sure result. So can I just encourage you to pray? Form prayer groups in your communities. I've formed one in my community. 
and we're getting together to pray. And we're going to pray that the Lord of Heaven's armies intervenes and stops this insanity from coming here to Vancouver, Washington. If you step out into the fray, men and women, you're going to be persecuted. I'm just here to tell you. But I think our kids are worth it. I think our kids are worth it. So I just want to encourage you. Write letters. I've, I will link back to you in the show notes today. If you live in my area, I can link back to how to get a hold of the, uh, the city council and the library here. But unless and until we stop being afraid and we stop being quiet, this will continue. We need to petition the Lord. He will tell us what to do. And in fact, I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast by doing just that. Father God, we come before you right now. Lord, our hearts are broken for what's happening in this nation. Father, we've sinned against you in so many ways. We've taken you out of our schools. We've taken you out of our government. And Lord, I pray that you would forgive us. Father, I pray that the aim of our life, of every man, woman, and child that's listening to this right now, that our aim would be to bring you glory. To shout from the rooftops of the hope and the healing that's only ever found in you, Jesus. Father, I pray protection over our families, protection over our marriages, protection over our ministries. Father, your word says in 2 Timothy that you did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And Holy Spirit, we need you now more than we've ever needed you. Please give us wisdom. Show us what you want us to do. Father, protect these children, their innocent minds. Your heart is for children. And Father, if it breaks your heart, then it breaks ours. So I pray that you'd show us how to stand up against this atrocity that's being leveled, really that the target is our children. And so, Father, would you protect them? Show us what to do. Unite your church, Father. I'm praying for unity. I'm thinking into to, to, uh, John 17, Jesus and how you prayed. And you prayed for protection and you prayed for unity and you prayed that God would be glorified. And so we pray the same thing. Father, may the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. We trust in you. Help us to be salt and light, to stand when we need to stand, unafraid. Help our lives to bring you glory and teach us how to love in the midst of it all. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're interested in supporting the ministry that uh, the nonprofit organization that we run, we would be very, very grateful for your support. If you've got questions or comments or you want to send support, you can reach out to us. Uh, Firmly Planted Family, 11100 Northeast, 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. Thanks for listening, everybody. Keep, uh, keep in prayer. And I will do the same thing. And, uh, Lord willing, we're going to see some changes happen. All right. Love you guys. Have a fantastic weekend. I'll see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.